Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, there are two means by which we can know God. The first is through the creation and preservation of the world, and the second is through his word. Now from our study of this world, we know that as human beings, we need four things to live. We need water, food, light, and air. At times, you hear of people getting lost in the desert. They die of thirst. On TV, we sometimes see a campaign to help those affected by drought in Africa. There are people there who starve because of a lack of food. We all know that we couldn't live without light. The light of the sun is necessary for plants to grow and for human life on earth. Finally, without air, we cannot survive. Someone caught underwater without air will drown. In John's Gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ uses different images to show us that he alone provides us with true life. Just as our physical life is dependent on water, food, light, and air, so our spiritual life is rooted in Christ. It's Christ alone who provides us with living water, with the bread of life. He's the light of the world and the breath of life. In the sermon this morning, I'd like you to consider with me what it means that Christ offers us living water. At the tables, we'll see how he is the living bread that came down from heaven, the light of the world, and the breath of life. I preach you the word of God under the following theme. Jesus offers living water as a symbol of life to all those who believe in him. John 4 begins by telling us that Jesus departed from Judea to go to Galilee. It says that he had to pass through Samaria. Why did Jesus have to pass through Samaria? Geographically, Jesus could have traveled a different way that was much more convenient. Culturally, Jews avoided traveling through Samaria because they hated these mixed-race people. The reason Jesus had to go this way was because of his determination to save his own people, among whom was the woman he would meet at the well. Jesus and his disciples stopped at Jacob's well at noon, and Jesus rested there while his disciples went to get food from the nearby, nearby town of Sychar. While Jesus was at the well, a woman came to draw water. It was a daily chore. In those days, people didn't have plumbing and running water in their homes. Please note also that this woman came to draw water at a different time from the rest of the women in the village. She came at noon in the heat of the day. She did so to avoid the other women because she was an outcast, a sinner. When she came to the well, Jesus spoke to her. This was totally unexpected. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. 
And while it's probably true that Jesus was thirsty, we need to understand that asking this woman for a drink was no simple matter. Of herself, this woman would never have spoken to Jesus. By speaking to her, Jesus crosses three barriers. First, there was the cultural barrier. In the 8th century before Christ, the Assyrians had taken many of the Israelites into captivity. They brought other people in to populate the land. These people intermarried with the Jews who were still there. They worshipped both the gods of their homelands and the local god of Israel. Thus they mixed their religions. It was a grave offense to the Jews. And over the centuries, their hatred for the Samaritans and their religion grew. Secondly, Jesus crossed a gender barrier. In those days, no self-respecting Jew would speak to a woman in public. And third, Jesus crossed a religious taboo. Jews did not share utensils with Samaritans. It was against the temple rules. The Jewish leaders said that it could make you that it would make you ceremonially unclean. Yet by asking this woman for a drink, Jesus established a connection with her. She's astonished and asked, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? This gives Jesus an opportunity to share the gospel with her. Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Jesus begins by saying, if you knew the gift of God. Very clearly, the Samaritan woman at the well did not know the gift of God. Many people in this world have no idea that God has something to give them. Although deep in their hearts they yearn for it, they cannot imagine that there's more to life than what they see and what they experience physically. Though they understand that they can satisfy physical thirst with a drink of water, they don't understand the longing of their souls or how to fill it. In order to communicate this to this Samaritan woman, Jesus tells her that if she knew who it was that was saying to her, give me a drink, she would have asked him and he would have given her living water. Now this piqued the interest of this Samaritan woman. She saw Jesus did not have a bucket and rope to draw water out of this deep well. She wondered if Jesus was greater than Jacob whom the Samaritans also claimed as one of the patriarchs. Pointing to the well, Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks water, who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. In the Bible, water is often used as a symbol of life. It is a reference to the abundant gift of life given us by God. Jesus tells the woman that whoever drinks of the water he gives will never be thirsty again. Drinking of Jesus' water means sharing the life he gives. We do that by believing in him as the only Savior. 
by faith in Jesus Christ, that we share in his love and in all his blessings. Our text concludes with Jesus telling the Samaritan woman, The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Here Jesus speaks about how drinking from the water he provides changes us inside. From John 7, 37 to 39, it's clear that the spring of water welling up inside us is a reference to the Holy Spirit working new birth in us. To be born again is to have a spiritual fountain welling up within you as God himself lives and does his life-saving work in your heart. What our text makes clear is that Jesus Christ alone can provide us with true life. He and he alone has become to our hungry and thirsty souls the true food and drink of eternal life. For by his death he has removed the cause of our eternal hunger and misery, which is sin, and obtained for us the life-giving spirit. It's when we believe in Jesus as our Savior and Lord that we may share in the abundant life he gives. It's when we focus on his body broken for us and his blood poured out for us that we experience joy and peace and hope in our souls. Amen.